Hi everyone, welcome to BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Ricky. As we look back on the first event of the year, a chaotic, a drama-filled, fantastic weekend at uh, Otago Rally uh, completed over the weekend. Uh, let's look back at it, Blair Bartels. Um, yeah, so many storylines, but I think probably the biggest takeaway from the weekend, Hayden Padden dominant again, but more so than what we've just come to expect from his driving, his team overall, Larry Pettigrew, a great drive for second, and Emma Gilmore featuring prominently as well. What a weekend for the Patton Rally Sport Group. Yeah, I, they've got to come away satisfied as well. The Rally Challenge win too with, with Jeff Ward and, and a solid finish for Andy Martin too. So, you know, hats off to all those guys because it's a big effort to run, you know, five, five cars. It's a big effort to run one car. So, um, yeah, Hayden, absolutely. Yeah, as we expected, the class of the field. And, and you know, he, he really showed that having the, the Rally 2 car rather than the AP4 car was, was absolutely no handicap. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Ari Pettigrew's performance because, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a shame that Hayden, we've come to expect what we've seen from him again, a wonderful drive, never put a foot wrong all weekend and was the class of the field. But Ari Pettigrew, you know, that chasing bunch has been a lot made about the how competitive that, that next group is behind Hayden. And across the weekend, Ari Pettigrew was the cream of that crop and, and consistently so. Ben certainly started to match his pace uh, the second half of the event, but uh, overall, you know, coming of age, Ari Pettigrew, championship um, on the championship podium last year, but uh, to, to start with uh, a big advantage and that battle, battle of the rest, um, your thoughts on, on him across the weekend, mate? Well, I mean, obviously, fantastic drive and, and you know, well-deserved Dunlop driver, the rally to, to Ari and Jason. You know, they, um, yeah, as, as you say, just really came out... Uh, just just kept their nose ahead the whole time, made sure that they were in the right places at the right time, managed an issue with the with the engine. Um, and I, I think a really, really good all-round performance, you know, uh, very clever with um, some very, very strong uh, pace as well. So, like, um, last year we saw Ari playing the smart game, um, and, and he played the smart game again this weekend, but he, he's just that, that pace is coming and coming and coming and coming. So, um, yeah, hat, hats off to them. Um, yeah, ben, ben Hunt said to me the first service, you know, just struggling with not being in the car. Hadn't he'd done, you know, a, a four or five runs on a test road by himself, but hadn't had a co-driver in the car since uh, Rally New Zealand in October. So perhaps that's the difference and, and things might change when we go to final A there. Yeah, yeah, certainly started even itself out a little bit. And, and again, we expect a fascinating battle when you throw Shane Van Gisbergen into the mix as well. Uh, Rana Horan, another good run for him. Fourth great battle with Emma Gilmore. Unfortunately, Emma got a puncture late on uh, the Sunday afternoon, so robbed us of uh, a chance, I guess, of, of them going head-to-head -head across the last couple of stages to, to battle that out. But good performance from both of those two. I'm, I'm sure they'll be very pleased with their efforts. And how good to see... Emma Gilmore uh, back at the at the pointy end of the field and and you know showcasing her talents, which we've known's been there, but have been hampered over the last few years. Yeah, great to see Emma. You know, just having a clean run and and not worrying about having a, a car that's going to be giving her grief. You know, so that that was really neat to see. It's amazing, isn't it, to have? Yeah, you know, we're saying Emma Gilmore's had a good run and she's fifth in the rally. You know, the, the the whole top end is just so competitive. So, um, yeah, Rana, again, I think he, he had one spin all weekend. He's just, you know, and, and you know, you've got to remember, these other guys are taking this quite seriously. Rana's a, a, well, not that Rana doesn't take it seriously, but he's a businessman and this is his release. And, and you know, it, 
it that never fails to amaze me the speed he can just you know switch off the business brain and get in the rally car and um and he drives pretty damn hard well, he certainly does uh, another one that drives hard that was i thought drove really smart drove within himself all weekend was robbie stokes you know there's there's been a lot made of, of his outright speed and then trying to put results together not perhaps having the consistency last year that uh, would be conducive to, to making a, a title run. Um, I thought we saw a different approach from from Robbie and his team uh, this weekend, and, and it's yielded some results. You know, okay, he wasn't fighting at the front of the field. He knows he's got the speed. I think everyone knows he's got the speed to be there, but you don't win a championship in, in round one. You can certainly lose it, though. And to come away with a good, solid weekend, you know, to keep the car clean, I think that's a, a, a big win for Robbie Stokes, right? Absolutely. Uh, the amount of times that we've seen guys, uh, you know, springboard off a solid result to start the championship and build into it, um, you know, and, and build a championship campaign around that. It's a hell of a lot easier, you know, to be starting with, you know, 20 points on the board than it is with um, with none. So, yeah, I think really, really mature drive from Robbie. Ended up just three and a half seconds behind Josh Marston. You know, Josh... Josh was fairly frank in his assessment of his own performance. Um, he said the car is really, really good, and and the driver just was a bit meh. I think was the the sort of conclusion we got to. Um, so yeah, he, he's a little bit frustrated, and and I think, but you know, encouraging signs for them too. As he said, the car is really good, so I just need to get myself into the game um, when we get to Fongerai. Just to finish on Cat One, um, a couple of dramas for for some competitors. Obviously, Hayden McKenzie, fairly sizable accident in his uh, Albany Toyota Yaris. Jack Hawkswood, another, um, who put together a pretty decent run until he had a, a drama in Berwick Forest uh, and ripped the wheel off, off his Toyota. Um, you know, how, how bad, what, what's the early assessment on those two cars and the likelihood of seeing them at Whangarei? Yeah, so you, you get the chance to have a look on the um, the NZRC page at Hayden's um, crash because that was the the hell of a moment and um, it was a hell of a moment too. Yeah, you know, that that um, yeah, like you see with a lot of big crashes, particularly on fast rallies, um, it's not necessarily a big mistake. But and I, I had a good chat with Hayden about this because you you know everyone's going so quick now, everyone's on the edge, and a small mistake in the wrong place, and, and then you know. There was a bank on the outside that worked as a perfect ramp, which launched the car. You know, now ninety-nine times out of a hundred, that would just be, you know, maybe a ditch, and you might sort of get a puncture, or it might just be a, a flat bit of grass on the side of the road, and you sort of, you know, clean your undies out at the end of the stage and go, "Four, that was a moment." But um, unfortunately for him, you know, that um, yeah, that car suffered a fair bit of damage, um, and the team are, are, as we speak, in the process of pulling it apart and just assessing whether or not they'll repair that car um, in time for Fonger 8 or, or quite how they go about what their what their season plans are. But but Hayden's intention is to be there in a car at Fonger 8, which is fantastic to hear. Um, and, and, you know, the big thing is that, that obviously those guys are all okay. Jack Hawkswood's car, yep. Um, so that basically just that pulled a whole rear corner out. It was an incredibly um, tricky corner. Uh, caught out, obviously, Sarah Walker, who was not part of the NZRC, but the the BMX champ, um, and then Dylan Thompson. I think think Dylan was not the first one that used Jack to stop going further down the into the trees. So uh, someone else, I think, a couple of people that probably owe um, 
the Force Motorsport team a, a beer or two on the the repairs. But yeah, unfortunately, that beer at Forest Stage. I mean, we we flagged it in the pre-event preview, Budgie. But man, that was um, that was a killer, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, the, the tricky conditions. Obviously, it rained pretty heavily up at the Forest. Um, you know, you talked about it on the live stream with the pine needles there and the lack of sun to dry it out. It is quite different conditions to what you see across the rest of the rally and certainly proved, uh, you know, a drama. I think Dylan Thompson was saying he saw the, the evidence of, of drama that had gone on before him. And, you know, Dylan's been a very, very successful competitor over the last few years, makes very few mistakes. And, you know, even, even cruising, he was struggling to to keep the car on the road. So, yeah, dramatic day. Let's let's get into that a little bit. I, I, that battle at the... Um, NZRC two-wheel drive looks to be almost the, the key battle all season. I think that's going to be a, a ripper. Um, Jackson Clennon, really, really good performance from him. He stayed, kept his nose out of trouble, really polished drive in the Rally 4 car to t- take the victory, but quite a bit of drama behind him. You talk about Dylan Thompson going off there. We also know Jordan Grant went off a corner or two later in that same part of Berwick Forest, um, which promoted Bryn Jones up to uh, second place. Not for the first time we've seen him keep his nose clean and, and benefit from other people's dramas. And he's got the, a new car to look forward to for Whangarei as well. So uh, what did you make of what looks to be the, the, the big battle of the year? Yeah, I think that that is going to be exciting. And and I think, you know, everything you've just touched on there, Jackson, really, really impressive. I mean, you, you've got to remember, he hasn't driven a, a rally car. He, he did the, the cross-cart stuff over at the FIA Young Driver Search. But, um, yeah, that, that car, they... They spent a long time fixing it, making sure that it was right, um, and, and just waiting on parts. Uh, so, you know, to, to come back and, and to be on the pace, I, okay, you'd probably argue that that is the better car, but um, I certainly don't, you don't take anything away from that performance. I think he was he was just class, and he put the pressure on um, both Jordan and, and Dylan and forced them to push, and the mistakes came. So that's, you know, um, yeah. some might say he's lucky, but you make your own luck in that, that situation. And and I think, to be frank, he had them covered on, on pace. Uh, both of them were, were trying hard, but, man, it was a fascinating battle. Um, Bryn Jones, yeah, very, very, you know, sensible drive. Um, he would have loved to have had his Rally 4 car there, and it was, you know, the, the car's now cleared customs. So um, we'll see that at, at Whangarei, no if buts or maybes about it, but um, for him, you know, to to not have that car but still turn up and, you know, take a solid haul of points, uh, that's a, a dream, well, a dream second best option, I guess you'd, you'd put it, and and that really brings him in, into that fight. So, you know, we, we're talking Jordan, Dylan, Jackson, Bryn, um, Tim Mackesy, you know, he he showed some good pace. Obviously, had a a role, but managed to keep going. Um, so yeah, that that for me is going to be. We talk about the guys up the front, and that's yeah, you know, that's always going to be exciting. But these young guys that are coming through in these two wheel drive cars, man, that that is just going to be so intense as the season goes on, and and different rallies that suit different driving styles and different cars. The other two wheel drive categories, both the historics and the open, um, some some dramas early in the rally kind of robbed us of. Really big battles. The open two-wheel drive was a was a, a a decent battle on the Sunday that Dan Haynes ultimately prevailed in. Uh, John Silcott ran a, a pretty comfy results on his own in terms of the championship, but obviously was featuring in a battle um, in the uh, Classics Otago Classics Rally as well. Um, 
just your assessment there and, and uh, I guess some of the couple of the sob stories too, guys that had dramas. Yeah, yeah, obviously no Dave Strong. So that was, um, you know, Shane, because I think that that would have added another dynamic to that open two-wheel drive class. But, um, yeah, I think both Dan Haynes and Glenn Alcorn, they, they both, none of them wanted to do it the easy way, I think is, is probably the, the fairest assessment of that. Um, so they both had their share of dramas, uh, but they both battled on too, you know, and it's important to be at the finish. I was speaking with Peter Farrell at the finish too, and we just talking about that importance of, of, you know, yes, you might have a problem, but limping the car through, which unfortunately Peter you know, didn't do on the Saturday and it costs him the round points, you know. You you have to finish every stage to score those round points. And, and um, so both of those, you know, both Dan and Glenn, they put themselves in a strong position um, to fight, you know, Dave's obviously on the back foot, having you know not been able to get across with the ferry, and and that's yeah, so that, that's a raw deal um, for him. But um, that's yeah, certainly seems to be the world we're we're living in at the moment, where ferries seem to have more effect on motorsport than um, than just about anything else. Yeah, frustrating, right? Um, let's look at the rally challenge. I mean, that was quite a big talking point to come out of the weekend, so. Uh, Jeff Ward, obviously the reigning four-wheel drive uh, rally challenge uh, champion, um, with with the Jonty Brenzel stepping up this year and, and driving four-wheel drive, and man, his opening stage time thirty seconds, well, nearly thirty seconds better than Jeff Ward, sixth fastest overall, like cleaned up a number of the high-profile Cat One drivers, uh, and then unfortunately it all came unstuck from on on the second stage, and that was the end of the rally and. Sort of let, let Jeff off the hook a wee, but um, what's I mean, great that Johnny's all okay. The car is not so flash, uh, and uh, yeah, just you know, your summary of um, what we saw at Rally Challenge. Yeah, so th- first of all, thankfully speaking to Johnny at the at the event after party um, in a very uh, sensible state. Um, looks like it's missed the chassis rail, so it's done a lot of damage down the right front corner and and you know axles and suspension and and shock towers and, and things. And it, certainly it's not pretty. Um, and it's a real shame because, you know, he's a young fella. He's, he's not, you know, running with a whole pile of budget. Um, and what we saw was was really, really impressive. And he sort of jokingly referred to, I guess we're going to be one-stage wonders for a while now because it's going to take a bit of time and money to fix it. But, um, you know, great. Yeah, it was great to see those guys walk away from that A-OK and still – Chin held high. Um, yes, they were, you know, upset and disappointed at what had happened, but fantastic attitude from uh, Jonty and Ben. You know, they they're um, very well respected around the service park for that reason. You know, good guys, and um, yeah. So uh, Jeff Ward, um, well, he, he had a moment, didn't he? He, 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 did, he, he got very lucky. Super special stage. So that's that's a stage that um, you know. Everyone sort of looks at it and goes, oh, that's just that couple of laps around the block. But, man, that stage has changed. Outside of Berwick Forest, I think that that stage has changed the course of Otago rallies more than any other stage. It's caught out so many. And Jeff, so he went wide, hit a um, curb, thankfully for them. So the the Category 1 to 4 cars, their rally is across the two days. So they had to come out of the stage, go into a service park. They had now to service the cars before they put them in Park Fermi overnight. Because the rally challenge has only run over the first day, as soon as they got the stop control of that stage, their rally was, from a championship point of view, completed. And that worked out really well for Jeff because he turned up there with the wheel rim in two pieces and uh, they couldn't get the wheel back over the 
the brake caliper, but because of that anomaly, the, the service crew could then come down and, and um, effectively at that stage they were treated as an all-comer and it was fine for them to take the car away and do whatever they needed to do. But, you know, great drive by Jeff. You've got to give him credit, you know. Um, and, yeah, he um, he did what he needed to do um, through all the gravel stages and, um, you know, fought off... Yeah, I, would he have had an answer for Jonty? I don't know. He fought off a, a good challenge from Zeal Jones and a couple of mistakes which we haven't seen from Zeal. So that was a you know, shame for him, but but again, some good pace. How about um, Brian Green's great. pace, mate? How about Brian yes. Green? Yeah, he's got a pep back in his step, does Greeny. Um, and, and, you know, I was chatting with Fleur on the second day, and she said, the old Greeny's back. You know, you can see him. He, he actually wanted over to, to Dylan Turner to remind him how he was only a second behind him in the in the forest stage. So, yeah, the, the old boy's still got some life in him yet. And, uh, yeah, great to see Greeny. He hadn't been following times. He was quite surprised when we told him that we needed him for the, the podium shots um, at the end of the day. And he was very quick to tell the young fellas that he only had one pair of overalls and he was rallying on the Sunday. So please don't be spraying him with champagne. <laughs> so a couple of things to, to, to mop up, I guess, the, the discussion around Otago Rally. Um, firstly, a sad one, Richie Dalton coming all the way across uh, to compete, you know, Australian or Irish, uh, Australian-based Irishman, a uh, good friend of the championship. Um, his, after all that effort and time to, to get across, unfortunately, only midway through the second stage, all come unstuck. So uh, what's the latest there? Likely any chance we see Richie Dalton over here again in the near future? Yeah, who, who knows? I mean, it, it was a really unfortunate one because the team worked so hard to try and get that car back together for him. And uh, I think he found the most solid um, fence post in the in the <laughs> South Island. <laughs> so it managed to just rip through everything in the right front corner of the car. And that that's, yeah, hey, he took a cut and he took a risk and, and it didn't pay off. So um, that that was a real shame. Yeah, there's, there's so many hard luck stories. Um, right up and down the field. But, yeah, some, some really interesting results too. You know, you look at the, the Group A Challenge as well, which we haven't touched on with the 8-6 cars, um, and a great win there to, to Tim Smith, who was actually third in the overall Rally Challenge too, so that was really impressive. But um, That's yeah, become James, a great that, – that's a great little part of the championship too, isn't it? The, the... Yeah, yeah, and, and all, all guys that are having a lot of fun. You know, so Paul Cross was second, and then there was a big battle between James McDonald and Nick Marston. So James – had some issues in the morning with a, a wiring loom where every time he touched the brakes, the car basically cut out. It was disconnecting the wiring loom, and they managed to fix that. Um, and I think there was six or seven seconds at the end of the day between um, between James and, and Nick. So that was that was a really good little battle. And, um, you know, Amy Keeley's there to pick up the pieces a bit too. She, you know, said she didn't have her, her best rally. They tried writing pace notes and, and you know, could see the – the future benefit, but there's always that learning process too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's so many, so many stories. Um, yeah, we, I think it's like every year, Budgie, we sort of hope that we'll go to Otago and we'll get a whole heap of answers, and I think we've come away with more questions. Yeah, certainly the case. Uh, just the last thing to touch on, mate, obviously, uh, first time we've seen the the new plan, the, the 2023 plan around live stream. Um, obviously, some teething issues with uh, the Starlink not quite um, giving us what we, we hoped for, but hopefully a glimpse for people into what the future might look like there and need to be part of it. And I think we enjoyed ourselves, and I'm sure that with a little bit of uh, work there, we can tidy up tidy up that thing to have a, a really neat product moving forward, right? Yeah, I think it, it was yeah, really, really encouraging signs and really, really encouraging feedback, you know. So, um, 
yeah, hope everyone in, enjoyed that um, the live streams and and you know we look to to just polish them up a bit. You know, every, everyone was learning on the go, and a massive thanks to the Vault TV team because they put a a huge amount of work into to making that um, all come together. And and yeah, I think the the results certainly give us something to be pretty excited about moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Watch the space there. We'll, we'll certainly have um, uh, some more news on that in the in the coming weeks. But uh, mate, that that'll that'll do us tonight. Plenty to for everyone to go away and, and work on now for the next few weeks until we get together again in uh, middle middle of May for uh, for Rally Whangarei. And really looking forward to that, mate. Should be great. Absolutely, we'll be back with some uh, some special guests in the next few weeks again. But um, yeah, great to to chat Otago. It was a fantastic way to start the year off. Absolutely. We'll see you again next week.